0: Welcome to no applause, just the clap. The only podcast that's gonna be on another podcast. Oh, are we? We are. Well, I am. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, are we? <laughs> so I bought tickets to Douglas movies. Oh, that's right. You in asked me February. About your name tag. Yep. Uh, you'll not be on it. I'm sorry. I only have so many spaces on my name tag. Well, now I'm
1: heartbroken. Are you? No.
0: Okay. It was uh, very
1: nice of you to offer, but if it's not, I was going to say viable, it's totally okay.
0: Do you know who's going to be uh, Amite? Herbatron? Eh, uh, like Passatron. He's, I don't... Passatron?
1: Passatron?
0: Yeah.
1: It's the name of one of those sex bots from Guardians 2.
0: Oh, that was totally one of the golden people. But, um...
1: <clears throat> no, that was a uh, Passive-Aggressive.
0: Thats progressive uh no, so you are gonna have of course me and Doug Benson well, duh. it's a name tag um I'm gonna throw um I thought you'd appreciate this mm-hmm. Deb I'm grabbing your hand
1: yeah, and you're not hurting me. It's kind of impressive because normally when you grab my hand like that, you're excited about something and you squeeze oh some no, dark. I'm like gingerly like yeah. yeah,
0: like I'm it's not like I'm grabbing her, folks like. It's not like a Me Too He's, he's basically giving like, her the
1: mental patient pat on the hand.
0: Where I'm like, do you remember when?
1: It's time to take your medicine, Oh, uh, What was that,
0: uh, the name of the Alzheimer's movie where it's like, my name is Karen or whatever it was? Anyway, um, I'm going to throw Wayne Fetterman, Pat Oswalt, and David Cross on there because it was the first episode I ever listened to. <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> Still I one of my th-
1: favorite podcast jokes of all time, but continue on.
0: I am going to throw on, um, beep, because he's going to be on the show. Yep. I'm not saying... Yes, I know. ...that, okay, because reasons. Um, if Benson doesn't want it out there, then I don't want it out there, then cool. Um, TJ Miller will end up on the poster regardless, because he's on the poster. So what poster am I doing? Deadpool. Deadpool 2, in fact.
1: Well, you know, T.J. Miller's the, kind of a dead giveaway. That's about the only job he still has right now.
0: Well, that's not true. He's the snot thing from...
1: The Mucinex commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm a fun fucking guy.
0: Is He's, he's got to still be on a voice for the Big Hero 6 cartoon. Is that the whole thing? I don't know. Okay. But T.J. Miller's doing stuff. Yeah, yeah he is.
1: I was going to say, he, he got himself in a little trouble right when his star was rising from Deadpool. Yeah, but not... And he did not handle it in a way he should have handled it.
0: You don't think his star was rising after Yogi Bear 3D? Well,
1: maybe in dollar theaters.
0: Okay. So, Deb hasn't watched that much. She's been... Well, you tell them.
1: I've been hermiting, okay? I had to help... Actually, I had to help out two friends with some stuff this week having to deal with some personal problems of theirs. And I've had some other personal things of mine on my mind, so I've been very busy watching Tony Shaloub and Monk while I fall asleep. There's a lot of weird cameos in that. A lot of weird cameos.
0: Wasn't this big breakthrough on Wings? Yes.
1: Huh. But it's just like you have a... a I was going to say pre-beard Nick Offerman playing a arms dealer in no, there.
0: No, it, you it can't say pre-beard because, A, he's always okay. beard. Okay, sans beard. Okay.
1: I was going to say Nick Offerman, I was going to say playing, uh, I was going to say an arms dealer in there. And then you have Sarah Silverman. That makes sense. Playing his obsessed fan. And you yeah, have uh, Angela Kingsley from uh, The Office. Is that better?
0: Sure, don't watch it. The,
1: the, really? Gorilla. Too bad. Mm. And then you randomly have an episode with Snoop Dogg. As you do. You know, like you do.
0: It was the 90s.
1: You have a point there. Or early
0: 2000s. I'm it sorry, was, was it Snoop Lion?
1: No, it was Snoop Dogg. So I think this was like 96. But mm. What's extra weird is that he re records, you know, the, the theme song.
0: Oh, like a remix? But like. Remix.
1: Well, it's more like a cover that's been remixed. Because, you know, nobody's Randy Newman except Randy Newman.
0: Left foot, right foot. Red Left headed foot.
1: lady. Yeah. <laughs> Going to eat. Going to take a bite apple. of that apple. She takes one. She chews it once. She chews, chews it again. Twice. Yeah.
0: Looks at Randy.
1: Let's get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of what, let, let's get the hell out of here. Um, let's go into Black Mirror.
1: Ooh, good. You actually said it correct.
0: Yes, I did. Um, We talked a bit last week about uh, it before I finished the season.
1: Okay. Yeah, because we were talking about...
0: And we talked a little bit about it off air, which I don't know if you want to apologize or not. About what? Personally. About what? When we last talked about Black Mirror personally in the episode Archangel. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm yeah, not apologizing.
0: Well, yeah, you should, but off air. Yeah, you should. <clears throat> Just saying. Um,
1: Do you want me to recount all the things you've said to me that you should apologize for?
0: No, I'm pretty sure they could listen to the last 237 episodes and no. Exactly. Um, but none of them that personal admittedly.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah.
0: Fuck. All right, we'll talk about it off here. Yeah, I
1: have no idea what you're
0: talking about. Cool. Well, um, you did talk to a few friends about the episode Archangel, which was the second yeah. episode on the season. Uh, I think gloriously directed by Jody uh, Foster. Um, I think this is one of the, there's always an episode where you watch it and want to just, be in the shower with their clothes on, crying, and I think Archangel was one of them uh, for this season,
1: which we talked about last week.
0: Yes, but your friends didn't think so.
1: Well, what I was gonna say, not all of them had the same visceral response, and it might be that they're just more emotionally healthy people than we are,
0: <laughs> or they don't have children.
1: I don't have children. I mean, I guess I have Cas.
0: They don't count. No, they don't count. I don't want to watch
1: what my cats were doing all day. Mm No.
0: But this was a very visceral episode um, for a lot of people.
1: Everybody liked it. They just didn't have the same response that you you and I did to it.
0: Uh, My couple notes after this are uh, the that season finale, Mm -hmm. uh, Black Museum, which... Yeah, I know, it sounds terrible, and they do make a joke about that.
1: That's actually not what I was rolling my eyes about. I was just... Garbatron? That's not Garbatron, actually, but the same noises, yes.
0: Um, one, this is one of the few times that you have an outside writing influence from Charlie Brooker. Um, the first part of it, which it is set up much like the... And my second note says this. Um, it's set up like the Xmas episode. Xmas? The Christmas episode?
1: Yeah, you haven't been watching Futurama at all. I have been watching Futurama a
0: lot. <laughs> um, the, did you ever see the Christmas episode with John Han? No. Okay. Um, it's a series of what seems to be unconnected v- mini-stories. Vignettes. Yeah, vignettes, yes. That um, probably couldn't have been whole episodes, but they kind of did like a truncated version of them.
1: Tales of Interest!
0: Once you see it, you, you can't, can't unsee, un-see it. it but anyway, is it kind of uh, like
1: that format though?
0: It is okay. um give or take not necessarily time wise mm-hmm. um some of the what would you call them mini episodes vignettes I guess Yeah, vignettes. um take longer than the others um, but they do all in the Christmas episode of Black Mirror connect, and in Black Museum, they all connect, um, based on this guy who killed a lady. Um, There's really not much more than that. Uh, Okay. He killed a lady. Um, Whether the DNA was tampered with or not, we don't know. Was it real? Was it not? Mm -hmm. Um, But I did like that um, it is set up like that. Um, three unrelated stories. It's an anthology and an anthology. Okay, I like that.
1: See, that just makes me think of like go. Mm. Where they're all very loosely connected, but only in like a very loose sense of the word. They're connected by a location. By the end can... of
0: it, it it's not as loosely as you think. Yeah, and I guess in go it it I think it is still very loose. Um, also, reverse ejaculation, not a thing. Um, in terms of go. That, like, tantric thing, where he's like, I learned tantric, like, tantric sex in, like, six hours. No, you didn't. Fuck you, you Paul Bettany clone. Which he is.
1: You know what's funny is you say that, and I immediately think that it was Tay Diggs was the one that was originally talking to him about it.
0: I think Tay Diggs was, but, like, the... The Paul Bettany clone was the guy who, like... I always just
1: wanted to punch him in the and face. And he, like,
0: fuck... He came and said the words, Tantra! Like, it was like, No. He was just... Like no. I said, he
1: was just such a scumbag. I always wanted to just punch him in the face.
0: Good on you. So... I
1: did like it when he
0: got shot at the end. Uh, but, like, in the arm or something. Oh, no,
1: no. It was non-fatal. And oh, yeah. And you hear that thing afterwards, that, I'm all right!
0: Um, but I do want to say that this is one of the first times in... Black like Mirror history that um, there is an outside writer.
1: Yeah, they do tend to be pretty cloistered with their staff.
0: And do you want to take a guess on who co-wrote part of the 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 first part of the anthology of the anthology on the Black Museum?
1: Well, I'm guessing it's not Paul Bettany.
0: It is not Paul Bettney, It's Pen And that fucker is messed up.
1: I don't have a problem with that, but I would have never guessed that.
0: Exactly. Does
1: that make sense?
0: Um, It's based on a short story he wrote called The Pain Addict, and it is fucking dark, as you would imagine. A thing called The Pain Pain Addict Addict. is... um, The way they work it in, though, is immaculate, and I'm glad that... You know, it, it does seem that Charlie Brooker and... Jodie Foster and Penn Jillette, like it seems like Black I almost said Black Falls nice Black Mirror is becoming kind of the like hey this is a fringe thing that's really fucking good so if you actually have a creative like mindset come over here and do this thing but if you don't if you're some kind of like corporate actor bullshit uh, that's Stay the fuck away.
1: So you think that they're basically nurturing... They're branding. Well, I was going to say they're nurturing and utilizing A brand. I was going to say talent, but okay.
0: A bit of both. Um, Though I will say the robot dog episode was a little lame.
1: Well, there's there's only one good robot dog, and that was from Doctor Who.
0: That was canine. And I would actually say... The better robot dog is the song from MC Chris, Robot Dog. Nope, no,
1: nope, I take it back. The rat thing was basically a robot dog in Snow Crash.
0: Well, they do have an episode based on the uh, the Boston mechanics mm-hmm. um, dogs, and it is shot extremely well. It's shot like a, a low-budget 1950s horror film. It's all black and white. Um, I, I just didn't think it had the emotional impact after watching Archangel and oh what was the episode after that I can't remember but um oh that was the one with the, the happy ending hang the DJ fucking Morrissey it is it's named for the Morrissey reference damn it it is I know I just it, it plays at the end of the I episode I just
1: really don't like Morrissey
0: no I don't either no, you love Morrissey. I like Fuck the, you.
1: I like the Smiths. I don't like Morrissey. There's ah, okay. a difference.
0: I don't like him in edit iteration.
1: I was going to say, because with the Smiths, they at least reined him in a little.
0: Uh, it's the Sugar Cubes and the Bjork yep. thing. We've yeah. had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, We'll get into a really short thing. Uh, I haven't watched the two hour season finale of Gifted. I know you're written to binge it. Mm hmm. And I have ruined a bit of it, a bit of it with the uh, the Cuckoos. Like I said, I'm uh, fine the with three spoilers, you know
1: that.
0: I haven't watched it, but uh, the fact that they... The Network Fox um, went up to Metnix, who did uh, Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. said, we're going to do an X-Men thing. Uh, I mean, there's Legion, but we're going to ignore that, which you shouldn't, because Legion is wicked fucking awesome. Yeah, but I'm guessing that Le- I and love Legion and
1: massively different shows. Oh, yes. Because one of them is a little bit more playful. Ooh, which one? I would say Gifted.
0: Okay. I would say... I wouldn't say playful, actually. <laughs> I would say Legion's more playful in terms of the fact that you don't know what, what's real, what's not. It's all about memory and self. And you can be a lot more playful and funny in that you don't know what's reality, whereas with Gifted, it's all gritty realism of a actual civil war or race war, really. Um, I made it more real, I'm sorry.
1: You made it real!
0: Uh, It got renewed, I'm happy. Um, The fact that they, this is my point, that uh, Fox went to Matt Nix and Mm -hmm. said, We want you to do a show or you have, you know, here here are a couple ideas. Um, And he wanted to do one about the Hellfire Club, which is this kind of secret society in Britain. It's been a pretty
1: well-known club among the British royals for quite some time.
0: In fiction.
1: Supposedly. We don't really know, Doug.
0: Um, (laughs) But then he ended up including the Hellfire Club in gifted and I haven't seen the finale um, but like I said I do love that they involve the Cuckoos uh, the 3 and 1 from the Grant Morrison run of X-Men and uh, uh, we'll talk about the finale uh, next week do uh, you want to get into Future Man or uh, the X purgatory how
1: many notes do you have on X purgatory because you said you had a lot on Future Man
0: I do have a lot on Future Man.
1: Let's go through Ex-Purgatory, because I mean... I I still... I'm sorry, I can't. I just can't.
0: Okay, you can't, but I'll tell you what. This last book, which is book four out of five, Mm -hmm. um, which we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago, that it starts off with the whole, like, mind control, the real world's a dream, and his... You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Cliché, which... I would be remiss to critique because it, it will happen in something we d- we're going to be doing. But um, at the half mark of the book, when the, one of the stealth and St. George mm-hmm. finally realize it's fucking fake and what's going on and they're starting to pull the others together, it gets really...
1: This is kind of like when I was reading the Welcome to Night Vale, uh, sorry, Welcome to Night vale book. Yeah. Where I just had, had to b- grit and bear it through the first half of the book, but then the second half was worth it.
0: Yes, but the worst part is with this book series. You have to start at the beginning. You have to grit and bear it for the first three books to get to a good book. Okay, um, I'm
1: gonna need this to be a Parks and Rec thing where they give me like a solid another four books before I'm gonna feel like it's well,
0: worth it. Well, there's another book that I haven't gotten to yet, uh, Ex Exile, I believe. Um, which I haven't gotten to, but I will say, very late in the game, about 200 out of 300 pages, does he finally start dropping street names in California, which I have no idea where they go. Um, at this point, I just go, alright, cool.
1: You know, that was something that always bothered me about the Anita Blake books, that she was always dropping these very specific street names in St. Louis. Who the fuck knows the geography for St. Louis? This
0: was kind of the point I wanted to bring up with you, where it's like these would be great books if i wrote okay hypothetically speaking i wrote the X books or the Anita blake books or whatever and i said they moved from lawrence to larimer now admittedly you could probably a figure out with a lot of thought i mean a lot of thought that yes the streets are alphabetical based on the grid you'd have to google map it
1: not all cities but like, are, not but all if you're just reading like it, but if
0: you're just reading it, like, you don't know that you just jumped ahead like two blocks, maybe one over, whatever it is.
1: You don't know that you might even be changing entire neighborhoods. Uh, okay. Um, and I mean, it bothers me a little bit less in the Sandman Slim books when he does geography of L.A.
0: Because he explains it.
1: Well, he also gives you a much larger kind of area, so you have like a little neighborhood you're picturing in your head as opposed to just an intersection. And he describes it. Yeah. Kind of describes what kind of people live there, what kind of businesses are focused there. Yeah.
0: So my note for the uh, ex which admittedly, I really like this book. I think the whole like dream reality stuff is a great basis for I wouldn't say first time readers, but if you were to jump in, the fourth book actually ain't that bad.
1: Okay.
0: Um, honestly, because it's been so long since I've read the other three books of the series, I forgot who some of the characters were and they explained them really well. Um,
1: well, and it's just like I said, I've said this every time we talk about this book. The problem I have with the books is I had zero emotional connection to any of the characters and so I didn't give a fuck about them.
0: Once again, you do get that more with St. George and Stealth. Um, when they finally do I, like, Do charitable that thing and that say, they go do? Yeah, I'll be charitable and say meet. Um, they do say like your hand felt right. And when you start getting into that I think it builds a bit more. Okay. So Did I want like to like, Sorry, yeah.
1: maybe I feel like it was always just a really interesting collection of fascinating ideas that were poorly developed and badly edited.
0: Great idea, poor uh, execution. Execution, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, the X series. It's If you're just joining us,
1: if you're just joining us,
0: um, the X series is uh, a, a book series by Peter Kleins. Thank you. Um, CL. I-N-E-S I'm uh, not to be confused with Ernest Cline uh writer of Ready Player One and
1: Armada
0: I wasn't going to mention Armada but alright um, but effectively it's the whole premise is that there's a zombie apocalypse and these superheroes have kind of fortified a chunk of Hollywood uh called The Mount uh but it's basically The Avengers meets Walking Dead and I completely agree with that uh that description
1: there's some really it's
0: just, it, it, it does it does get away from him sometimes like I
1: said there's some very fascinating ideas in there two of which my favorite being the one we talked to you about where we had the guy that could transform himself into the demon with like the medallion and he ends up getting turned into a zombie Yep. which I thought was fascinating and two the fact that they play the celebrities game when they're oh. out foraging, yeah. I was gonna say and you, like, see a sh- yeah, when you see a zombie that you think is a I was gonna say celebrity you try to call them and kill them. Which of course makes me think of a joke and I think Oh god, what was that? Day of the Living Dead when they're at the mall and they're shooting I was yeah. gonna say off the roof and the guy's holding up descriptions of the ones he wants them to aim for. Uh the remake, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the With one.
0: Was that was Zack Snyder, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was. It was Ben I think, is the mm-hmm. yeah, the marksman in that.
0: Mm, I don't know if he was the marksman in on that one, but. Um, Zombie speaking baby. Speaking of apocalyptic futures, future uh, man. Yeah, uh, Hulu's Future Man, and this is one of those. I'm. I want the text you and go. Please watch this. We're gonna have some stuff to talk about. Okay. Um, it's really fucking funny.
1: Well, it looks fucking hilarious.
0: So the premise of it is the last Starfighter, effectively, um, but updated and R rated.
1: That just makes me think of the the Clerks episode where he has pharaohs and he has to build the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it was created by Howard Overman, who you might know. Uh, or our audience might not, or I hope they do, Uh, creator of Misfits on BBC. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, It's not as dark comedy first, hero second, the same way with uh, Drew Pierce and Heroics, Uh, but it is really dark, high concept. Um, Guy beats a video game, people from the future come and say, Oh, you beat the video game. You're our savior. He's a gender at a STD lab. (laughs) Uh, The gender is played by Josh Hutchinson. I
1: like that this is his big follow-up to the Hunger Games series.
0: (laughs) My boy Jay um, Who looks 12? I don't care that he has some stubble the entire episode. Or the entire series, in fact. He still looks 12. Wait, right, well, let's talk about he the fact that... He still looks like Peter.
1: He's always going to be a little and bit And I mean short. the bread,
0: not the character.
1: He's always going to be a little bit short and stocky, but that's also how Peter's character is No, no, no,
0: no. He's like skinny, gangly, puberty going through. Like, no. Not standing next he's to Liam, Liam Helmsworth. Helmsworth, he is He's lean. He's what?
1: Not standing next to Liam Helmsworth, he isn't... It's been a while since you watched *The Hunger Games, hasn't it?
0: No, but you're describing him as how, and then I'm saying no?
1: I was going to say, he's, he's not... I don't see him as being particularly gangly. I think he... Like I said, I see him as a little bit short and pretty solidly built. N-
0: no. No. I mean, short, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you short, but... He's still gangly. I don't think so.
1: He's got pretty broad shoulders and chest.
0: I guess gangly implies tall, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, gangly also implies, like, really awkward and It's limbs. just short and awkward, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I'm a huge fan. As um, we keep I,
1: discussing the meaning of the word gangly.
0: I just... I just got to the episode where they have to... Uh, they... Future break into... Uh... John Cameron's house? Not John. Um... James. James. James King. Who's John Cameron? I'm like, is that
1: his less successful brother that does like infomercials? No,
0: I think it might have been a hero of the Civil War, in fact. Um, <laughs>
1: John Cameron. The John
0: man. Cameron. The guy who lit the lanterns for Paul Revere. Um,
1: oh, I was going to go Civil War. I was going to be like the man who beat out the last of the flames in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> but like with, the, with his fists. Uh, no. So, uh, I, him, I, I, I just... Got him, to him and John
1: F- Henry were like this.
0: Fire and Iron? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. And they started a folk band called Fire and Iron. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> moving on. Uh, but no, they, so they break into James Cameron's house to steal time travel fluid, which James Cameron eventually steals, or, uh, discovers, rather. Uh, the James Cameron house, uh, I think it's episode seven or eight is awesome. He has a future, like, AI smart house who keeps making James Cameron references <laughs> where, like, his basement is called The Abyss.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, and it's just one of those she goes, I've been pre-programmed with, like, heroic, like, story arcs, but I have no sense of irony. Like, she literally just makes fun of James Cameron movies. It is fucking awesome. Um, I'm I'm really liking it. I mean, I think in the end, I think it'll just be a, I watched it and there it was. Um, but I think episode by episode I can kind of pull it apart and say there's some really good stuff. There's a really a lot of smart humor there. Okay. Um, I mean, anything that Howard Overman does, I'm gonna watch. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to you say. You know, it
1: might be time to rewatch Misfits again. It's been a while. Oh,
0: that four season's rough. <laughs> Thursday's in great. Four season rough. Fifth season great. They had a, what would you call that, like, senioritis slump? I don't, I don't know what they call that, but...
1: Sometimes it's called short-timer syndrome.
0: Short-timer syndrome?
1: Like when you don't think you're going to be making it much longer and you think you're just kind of done with it?
0: Well, they added a whole bunch of new characters in the fourth season, that's why it kind of sucked. Because they added a whole bunch of new characters and didn't know what to do with them. You um, can't do that. Yeah, they did.
1: Just blowing your load. can't do that. you got to do it slowly, with more intent. You need to have a better game plan.
0: Thus, the fifth season.
1: Ugh.
0: The girl that knits the uh, future yeah. sweaters. Yeah. yeah, the future sweaters. Yeah. yeah, totally worked. And then they paid that off with with the fact that they become become supervillains. Oh, fuck. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, usual ending nonsense. Well, well that was still horrible. Thought,
1: I was going to say, at first I thought you wanted to yell about Uncharted a little bit.
0: No, I did that off air. I'm fine.
1: But I was going to make the the arrow reference. Damn it.
0: So I got captured in Uncharted 3. Spoilers alert. The game's been out for a while. Um, I'm captured on a freighter. I escape the freighter. Realize I'm in some kind of weird freighter graveyard. Make my way out of said freighter graveyard to the head pirate, like, you know, like, you know, luxury yacht. Uh, It's like a Somali pirate style. Um get on that, realize fuck, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh sink the boat, race against the water, and then end up in the desert, which was a very dumb, dumb sequence to fucking play. The walking through the desert sequence in Uncharted Three is so fucking pointless. Like you just walk towards stuff. Like, no guns, no enemies. Just no. things. And then you get there and it's like, nope, that was a mirage. And then it's like, hide under this rock. Okay. And then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you get out from under the rock and you go towards this other thing. And it's, like, it's like, nope, not a thing. And you're like... I am literally just wandering through the desert, which, admittedly, if there was an entire game of wandering through the desert, just trying to find shit, I would play it.
1: I stand by but my previous But this, state. this
0: was meant to be like, you need to go, you know, to XYZ to get shit done. So to have a, a random chapter in the game where you're just wandering around, and it keeps like... Blacking out, whiting out, whatever you want to call it, like the character keeps blacking out, but the the lighting effects on the game keep uh, you know, just bleaching.
1: Do you feel like somebody like got a weird note about the game story and just got pissed and wrote that level?
0: Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> You're I, totally right.
1: Like I said, I think it sounds like a plot line for like season one or two of Arrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, god on freighter, freighter graveyard,
1: graveyard pirate ship.
0: Pirate ship, gotta sink, gotta escape.
1: Yeah, desert, wander in desert with no water, blacking in and out. Find water. Hide under water.
0: Water not drinkable. I found that. (laughs) Also found like 19 pieces of treasure. It's a great place to do a a trophy upgrade on that one, but...
1: But still. Uh, Usual ending nonsense. Mistakes I made this week. So my sister gave me her old Apple laptop, which is great and I basically just have it plugged in in my bedroom on my bed, because I'll watch TV on it in my bed. But for some reason, I got into my head this week that if I fell asleep with both the laptop and my electric blanket in the bed, I was going to catch the bed on fire. Hmm. Which is completely ridiculous. But yeah, for some reason in my head, I'm like, if I fall asleep with the electric blanket on top of the power supply, or on top of the laptop, what if the laptop bursts into flames?
0: Lap flames.
1: Lap flames or something completely... Flame
0: tops. That's not, that doesn't work.
1: Flametop sounds a little bit like a ginger gang.
0: Get a bus, bus cool.
1: <laughs> uh, I used to jet a social contract. What about your mistakes?
0: Um, don't Google how many people die a day uh, for a writing reference. You're not going to like it. Which is why I'm never going to uh, survive the zombie apocalypse. If it ever happens, they will outnumber us exponentially to one. Um,
1: Well, you, you know the saying, you don't have to be the fastest, you just have to not be the slowest. Right.
0: Um, social contract, I would say... I got a piece of spam in my normal mailbox, not my spam box. Okay. Um... I went to hit unsubscribe. It will take 24 hours for us to unsubscribe you. Sure. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to get 80 million fucking emails from you until the 24-hour, like, expiration date. And I'm not clicking on any of them.
1: You're right. That's a complete douche move.
0: So, fuck you, quote-unquote, spam bots, because this is my real email. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fuck them
1: I actually have one more social contract And that it has to do with an Ingress portal And I feel like it's an incredibly inappropriate portal to have And I can't figure out how to complain to them And try and get the portal it. removed The problem is the Where the, position, the portal is positioned You actually uh-huh. have to walk inside this building to get it
0: You have to walk into the portal
1: it's one of the oldest AA and recovery houses in Denver. It's oh, open 20, It's open. 20, like I say, it's open twenty four hours a day. And I know there's players been going in and lying about needing help with sobriety to get that portal. Oh. And I think oh. That's, yeah. And I think that's really it's like Holocaust museum disrespectful. I think, and I cannot figure out how to. And Frank from. would have been a believer. But I can't figure out how to contact Nantic to get them to remove it, and the other players have been completely douchey about it when I pointed out to them that maybe they should just leave it alone and let it be a dead portal.
0: Like they've been going in and saying they need help just to they don't actually They don't whatever. actually
1: say they need help, but if somebody asks them how long they've been sober or what they're looking for, they'll fucking lie. And considering that anonymity is a big part of that process, you need complete transparency and be able to trust people you're talking to there. And that's bullshit.
0: Wow, your social contract is way better than mine.
1: Oh, it's been bothering me for a while. It just came to a head this week.
0: If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just The Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: Oh, yeah.